Good morning. Good to see you this morning, or be with you anyway, Elizabeth Chapel, church family. And I tell you, I'm excited. We've got a, a new, new person born into our fellowship just overnight or yesterday, John Luke Scott. Boy, isn't that exciting. Kristen and Reagan and their new little baby boy, we want to pray for them this morning and lift them up to the Lord in prayer. And I want us to remember another person, uh, a man by the name of Sandy Hodges. A friend of mine called this morning and said, please remember my husband in prayer. He's got to have some medical work done, some procedures, and, and here we are with all of this going on. And so let's just pray for uh, Sandy Hodges this morning as far, and others as well. And I want us to join together especially and, and knit our hearts together and take just a moment and pray for Governor Lee today. You know, he's had a lot that he's faced in the recent weeks with all of the tornadoes that have hit uh, the Tennessee and now the coronavirus, and he is just needing our prayers. Let's lift him up to the Lord and just pray for him. Would you bow with me as we pray? Father, we thank you for your goodness to us, for the day you've given us. We do pray for our governor this morning. We pray that you will strengthen him, give him a lot of wisdom, a lot of discernment. Lord, a lot of physical tenacity just to continue to press through and give guidance to us here in our state. I thank you, Lord, for John Luke Scott, and thank you for bringing him safely into the world. Be with, with his mom and dad and just strengthen and comfort them. And Lord, for Sandy Hodges, give him peace in his heart as he waits for the right time to go for his surgery. We just honor you now as we look into the word that you'll speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, as you know, all week long we've been here in uh, Ephesians chapter number 6. We've been looking at uh, being dressed for battle, getting ready, getting our clothing on that we need so that we can stand firm for the Lord in our time of testing and tribulation, in our time of temptation. And we've looked at several of these pieces of the armor. We're at day number 4, and so we're down in verse number 16. And I want you to notice this verse with me for a moment. He says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now this is an exciting verse of Scripture to me. The shield of faith that we see in this passage of Scripture. I know that, uh, as many of you, I'm getting sort of a new insight these days uh, about this shield and especially the shield of faith we're talking about. In fact, I was in one of our businesses just the other day. And as I walked in, there was something I needed to purchase. And when I walked in the door, all of a sudden, here was a lady standing with a face shield that was covering her face. And then I went on and did all the shopping that I needed to do, and I came back, and there was another shield between me and the lady running the register. You know, those shields we find out now are very necessary. That shield that the woman had on when I went into the store, that wasn't to prevent me from talking to her, but that was a shield of her protection 
in case she had something, it wasn't going to be spread to me. And the same thing with that shield there at the register. You know, that helps me understand something of, of this shield of faith that we're looking at today in the Scripture. Because you see, that Roman soldier, his enemy wasn't invisible. His enemy was visible to him. And that shield of faith that he had would catch all of those fiery darts or those arrows of the wicked as they would sink into that shield and that pitch and that tar and that flaming fire of that arrow would immediately be put out. But you know, we're reminded of the circumstances we're in today that we're facing an invisible enemy in this coronavirus. We can't see it. And we need to be protected by a shield. And so we're going to look at that here in a moment. But of course, there's another spiritual enemy, though, that we're facing more so than the coronavirus. And that is the invisible enemy of spiritual warfare. The devil, fallen angels, his demons, those that will come against us and will attack us, we never see them. But they're there. We found in this scripture passage that they are there. And we're able to try to deal with that enemy, invisible to our eye, but visible to our spiritual understanding. And we're able to be defended by this armor, and especially this shield of faith that we're able to, to hold and use to come against the enemy. I want to take a, just a moment and, and remind us of something from the book of Psalms. Then we're going to come right back over to this uh, shield of faith for a moment. But in the book of Psalms, I've been reading a lot of Psalms in these days. I do all the time, but especially in these days of being confined to the house a lot of the time. And Psalm 33, verse 20 through 22, listen to it closely for a moment. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in Him because we have trusted in His holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. That scripture says that God is our shield. Now that's amazing to me. When you read through the book of Psalms, that's one place. There are numerous places throughout Psalms that it talks about that, that God is our shield. Do you know that enemy of the devil who comes against you that you cannot see? But the Bible says if you and I keep our trust in God, God is our shield of protection against him. That's amazing when we see that in, in Scripture, isn't it? Well, I want to come down and coming back to this verse 16 in Ephesians 6. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, which will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, this shield here, the Bible says, is actually a shield of faith. 
When I was in that store the other day, the shield that I saw was plexiglass. The shield that was between me and the register was some kind of a plexiglass. You could see through it, but it would block the spread of germs. But the scripture tells us that the shield that we are wearing in this spiritual battle against the devil is a shield of faith. Now there's something interesting about faith that I'm discovering and I'm thinking maybe many of us are discovering in these days. Hand sanitizer, wipes that wipe down everything, the face shield, the shields that are before us. All of those things protect us, but you know there is a protection even in addition to that that we can rely on and trust God in, and that is the shield of faith. As God protects us as we walk and trust Him by faith. I grew up in a little town called Madisonville, Tennessee, down in Monroe County. And I grew up very close to a railroad track. I lived so close to the railroad track, that was one of our play areas. Now, I don't recommend that for kids today, but we did back then. We'd get out on the railroad tracks and we'd walk for miles and miles and miles. It was just, that was so fun back in those days. But the thing that I realized about that railroad track, there were two rails on that track. And do you know, as you and I think about faith, I think there are two rails of faith that we need to consider this morning. Now, when you think about faith, I want us to think about it in this, these terms. One rail of faith is faith when you have done all that you can do. When you've done all that you can do and it still isn't right, you still don't have the answer, there's still somewhat an issue involved. When you have done all you can do, then faith comes to your rescue and faith comes and you can depend upon God and you can trust Him. There are several people in the scripture that illustrate that. One of them is Abraham and Sarah. They did all that they knew to do to have a child that God had promised them. But when they had done all they could do, they still didn't have the child. But Hebrews 11 says, by faith they believed God, and by faith Isaac was born to them. I'll give you another example. Old Daniel in the Old Testament. Daniel was a great man. He was a godly man. And he did all he could do there as a captive in Babylon. But there came a time where David's or Daniel's faith got him in trouble. His faith in God. They had a decree and said, if you bow down and worship God, the king is going to throw you in the lion's den. Daniel had done all he could do. He, he was obedient. He was a, a great leader in that nation. There was nothing else he could do. But when they passed that decree and said, if you dishonor the king, you're going to be thrown in the lion's den. The scripture says Daniel had no choice. He couldn't betray God. He went to his room and he threw his shutters open and he prayed toward Jerusalem three times a day because that's what God had him commissioned them to do if they were in captivity. And they threw Daniel in the lion's den. But do you know what happened? 
The lions would not even open their mouth to harm Daniel at all. God closed their mouth. And the Bible makes it very clear in the sixth chapter of Daniel that it was because he trusted in God and God came through. You see, friend, one of the rails that faith runs on is this. After you've done all you can do and nothing else to do, then rely on God and by faith God will move and God will act on your behalf, this shield of faith. But, but before we close, let me say this. There's one more rail that faith runs on and it's this. When there is nothing you can do, Rely on God and trust in Him. Do you know there are several in the Scripture that, that, that remind us of that? The disciples were in a boat and Jesus was asleep and the storm was raging at sea. There was nothing they could do, but they relied on Jesus. And Jesus says, your faith is weak, but you have faith and you depended upon me. I will give you another story from the Bible. Jesus was in Capernaum in a house, and the house was packed, and no one could get to him. But there was a, a man that was paralytic. And four men picked him up and carried him, and they got up on the roof. They took all opened the roof, and they lowered that paralytic down. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, your sins are forgiven and you are healed. There was nothing else they could do. Nothing they could do. But by faith, that man was healed. The woman with an issue of blood, by faith she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And by faith, she was healed. My friend, listen. Think about these two rails of faith. When you've done all that you can do, have faith in God if the answer has not come yet. God wants you to trust Him. When there is nothing that you can do, rely on God and have faith in Him, this shield of faith. I want to close with another passage out of the book of Psalms, and we're going to end right here. I want you to notice for a moment Psalm, it's number 84, and it's a, it's a very, very powerful, powerful word for us, even in this time, even in this day in which we're facing. Listen to it again, Psalm 84, verse 11, for the Lord is a sun and a shield. There it is again, this shield of faith. For the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Did you know that as a Christian, as a believer, you have an opportunity for faith that the world doesn't have. You have a protection from God and a provision from God that the world does not have. He is your your shield, your son and shield. And if you walk uprightly before him, he says in this scripture, no good thing will he withhold from you. 
I'm so thankful you joined with us this morning, church. May God bless you. Have a blessed and wonderful day. See you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. We'll finish with the last verse in this passage tomorrow, looking at this armor of God that we're to be wearing.